0: Good morning.
1: So as we're getting uh, closer to Shuas, looking around for Gumbar's that we can relate to our topic. Uh, last week we discussed Mubar Baza and Azariah. This week I want to discuss Gumbar uh, and Chulin, which relates to the minhagim or the various minhagim on Shul's night, on Shul's day that people have to eat. Uh, differently than they normally would on a regular yantip, right? Some people eat on shuas, um, dairy products. Some people are makwit, they have dairy and they have meat in the same meal, right? Like the are the there writes right, That during the meal, you have on shuas night, so you have the, as a zikar and for the shdelacha that you bring our shuas, you have your beginning of your meal, you have it as dairy. Then you have the remainder of the meal as meat and you divide it out. Why do you have to divide it out and get and Because the bread that's in the table for the milk shouldn't be mixed with the bread that's going to be for the meat. So you end up, you have one challah for the dairy part of the meal, you have another challah for the meat party meal. That's a get shdealachem. The way that the Ramah's running over at the minute, doesn't exactly give you the flavor of why you're having milk. So you're giving the the reason is an effect, really primarily dedicated to the, the offering that was done on Shavuos. But there are other answers that are given as to why people have milk on Shavuos, and that and that is because, since according to at least one opinion, Maan Torah was on Shabbos, there was simply um, couldn't do anything, right? You're not gonna go out and shech anything on Shabbos. we we'll according to the other opinions that Monter was not on Shabbos. Monter was whatever day of the week it was. It would take some time to learn all the laws of how to and how to cash an animal. But before they had chance to do that, they had to eat milk. Now they wouldn't have meat products, meaning aside from the mud, the only other products they you have were dairy products because it all became also after Monterey. Before Monterey, you could have meat. You could have any type of bus type that you want. You could check however you want. There was, no, there was no laws about it. But afterwards, you had to learn everything and figure it all out. So therefore, in it's, a it's sense to commemorate that, you're know, having milk and meat um, to show this aspect that before, they learned the laws, they had to eat milk.
0: This idea of the
1: the reason you're asking this is because of the Suda Lairah, the Parsha said right. right. that he fed them milk and he fed them meat and he ate them in the same meal. After that, work That's basically your question, I assume. Also, Right, again, so the, the fact is that until they got down to Egypt they weren't a very big crowd, so it was rather small it was not a big uh, it was not exactly a big uh, crowd they came down to Egypt to less than 70 people so it's not like we're talking about a major, major contingent um, when they were in Egypt, obviously they got quite big, but they were also, you know, sort of slaves, servants. They didn't most likely have, uh, you know, tremendous amount of uh, uh, meat meals, although they do say that uh, Mitzrayim was fantastic food, but they remembered it was uh, the flesh pots of Egypt, is what they remember, right? Uh, they remember the fish also, right? So, still they had some meat we have no indication as a matter of Pashup Shat, that they were eating the meat um, with a proper shechita and, a, and uh, that they had proper sort of uh, mulicha and they had you know, the, the salting and the socha. There's no indication that that would have been done. Um, there is a Chazal that suggests that, um, that the others kept called Terekulam. Even if you want to take that literally, that wouldn't necessarily be about the children. And the children, you know, they were doing many, many things in Egypt, including idolatry. Uh, it's perhaps possible uh, that they were not on the religious ethos at the time, that even if they knew what their forefathers did, that they would have necessarily adhere to it. And then again, as a matter of fact, when Chazal is trying to tell us that they always kept Kuala Terukullah, they learned in the yeshiva, and the word tells us in various different places it's way safe for the first time it's or so that our people kept the pashas us that what does it mean to us i kept her and and um, as a matter of push out what the, with the meaning it doesn't mean terrorist is referring to the tertiary of our teres rob referring to the various myths that i gave him a Hashem told him Ramavina various different things. What did he tell him? He told me I have to do a bris milah. Right? You have to throw out this woman who you really like and her son. right? Hug her. you have to throw him out. He told him you have to go here, you have to go there. He told him various things that he did and he listened to. It. That's what it means. That's what he's referring to. Um, what a Chazal trying to convey. In other words, if you're not taking it literally what Chazal said, what they're trying to convey is how... Much fidelity, Avrama practiced Takarajwaku's words. That is, and Avrama Vinu was so able to ascertain what the divine wants. Remember, this is a person who came up with the idea that the whole world stood against, the whole world, stood, he stood athwart the whole world. To do such a thing, you can imagine such a person. Was able to divine the will of Akharis and Hashem, so by definition, he was keeping the Torah as the primordial Torah was, and the understanding what Akharis Brochut wants in this world and how to properly act. All right, so the Gemara tells us here in Chulin the following: the Gemara says, "How much should a person wait between eating meat?" And cheese. So the Gemara says, "So Rabbi Yechna responds to Rabbi Asin, He says, between milk and meat, you don't have to wait at all. Don't weigh anything." So the Gemara says, "But we say if somebody eats meat, it's aser to eat uh, cheese, Gvina. If you eat cheese, it's much to eat meat. So what he's saying is, you ask him a question: How long you have to wait being basel been, how long you have to wait between meat and milk? And Rabbi Yechanan is saying nothing. What do you mean nothing? You don't have to wait at all between meat and milk. But what are what are Rabbi said? Rabbi Yechanan said between cheese and between milk and meat, then you don't have to wait. Between meat and milk, you do have to wait. So it was a caution, Rabbi Yechanan. Hello, so that wasn't the question, you didn't ask it right. Really, the question was, how much do you have to wait between milk and meat? And so you say again, nothing, zero. So, much this said that if you eat meat, you don't, um, you're not allowed to eat milk after that, but if you eat milk, you're allowed to eat meat after that. And understand this What is the din if somebody has coming up to the parsha? Once somebody has meat that's stuck in the teeth. What's the halacha then? Right? We say that you eat meat, it's um you have to wait before you eat milk. does you have meat actually stuck in your teeth. So he says, that you say on that, the meat is still stuck between the teeth. What does he mean? Think about what the Gemara's the premise was. The premise of the gemara was what? <coughs> Nachizda no, said that to eat meat, you have to wait before you eat milk. And so, what's the question? What do you do about the meat between the teeth? Well, obviously, if there's meat between the teeth, you have to wait. Forget counting. Counting. Let's not be an anachronistic for a second, right? We'll talk about the counting in a second, but. At this stage, we know nothing about hours. We just know you have to wait. You have to wait after you eat milk before you eat, sorry, after you eat meat before you eat milk. So, what is he asking him? What is about the meat between the teeth? Can I send a question? Right? What do you mean, meat between the teeth? That's after you ate meat, so you have to be waiting. This it becomes the source for the Rambam to say you have to wait six hours. Right, right, six hours you will not find anyone in this Gemara. This is the source for the separation between meat and milk. There's no mention here about hours, like six hours. Zero. In other words, how did the Raman, how did the Rama understand this Gemara? He understood it like this. The Gemara already took as a hanaf, as a premise, that when you eat meat, it's us eat milk. So the Gemara is now asking our bus or ben benshinayam, the Gomorrah is already under the understanding that what? That you have to wait. So now I'm asking, okay, but I'm waiting. And I still have meat between my teeth. What are we answering to that? You still have to wait. That's still called Boston. How do I know? Because the Pirates of my up. When it's about the, the Salah, right? The Jewish people complain. They didn't have enough meat. They remember all the great stuff they had in Egypt. They say, oh, we oh, said before. Remember the great fish that we had. right? They remember all the great foods that we had. And now we don't have these foods in the desert. where we was so disgusted by all this, all this man. And the man was so fantastic. They were sick of it. And Hashem says, all right, I'm going to bring you meat. I'm not bringing you meat for a day. I'm going to bring you meat, bring you meat for a month. And what did I going to say? A month? Like there's a whole nation in it. 600,000 people. Men only. The women and the children. There's so many m- m- married people. How are you going to feed them? And Hashem says back to them. Hayat Hashem. Tixer. You think I'm not powerful enough? You're going to see if I'm going to be able to pull this off or not. And what does Pasuk then say? Pasuk then says that, that they died. That the, the people who partook of the meat, the meat was still in their teeth when they died. So what is it indicating? What is the Pasuk there? Forget anything in the Gemara. What's the Pasuk indicating there? When did they die? right away right after they took the meat after they they didn't they didn't have a chance to like uh-huh, the meat was still in the teeth and boom right? it was immediate you, you took you partook you're done right we're now learning out from that because of the context of the gemara's question i think it's clear in the rambam right? some of the mefarshman on the rambam some of this can't explain because the gemara already took as a hanafah that it's usher to eat milk immediately after you eat meat. You have to wait. So if you already have to wait. And then I'm asking, well, what about habasa, and that meat? You already waited, and you still have meat stuck between your teeth. What do you call that meat? I call it basa. I call basically on the pasher of habasa, adenibenshanim. So it's actually quite amazing. And pasher on the pasher of habasa, mention is really meant to say that it was right away that they died. But the way the Gemara is using it is, it's later. Right? It was a period of time after they ate the meat. And the meat is still stuck in the heat. What do you call that? You still call it a bus or a denu bench name, you still call it meat. You hear that? How the interplay of shot and the and and how the gemara learning and therefore comes up the round with this famous Chiddush. That it's six hours. That at that point, six hours afterwards, even if you like, you know, you have a good steak and it's stuck there in the back of the teeth, and you don't have the, the floss, right? You don't have the pick and you don't have the this. And six hours later, you still feel that piece. At that point, it's already been so mis- masticated by all the uh, uh, kinds of fluids and salivas so that you have. It's not called me. All right. Clear? That's how the realm learns the tomorrow, but it's very interesting to me, the interplay of the partial Chana puzzle. All right.
0: <laughs>
1: we talked about that for our night. That was also awesome. my thing. I'm right. What do you say? Six hours has to do with what's
0: going on in your mouth.
1: In here? If it's going on in your mouth. It's supposed to I don't know what's going on in your Here. Yeah, the Ram didn't talk about the mouse enzyme. I'm just saying at that point, we don't call it bosser. and The reason that you're
0: waiting is. Together. Sure. Together. Correct. You're we're waiting,
1: right? You're I would say a little differently. I'd say the reason you're waiting is because the meat that's in your teeth is still called meat. Right. Six hours and after six hours an hour, an six hour. Hour. Because, because it doesn't have because of saliva, because of me, it's because of what it doesn't have to be. It's not considered a shame meeting, huh? Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, I don't know if we'll get to that. Maybe we'll talk about it now. Right? Okay. Um. All right. So the more continue. Um. will oh, just t- touch on it. So what about after the meat After um. After eating. Uh, what we call today hard cheese, right? Or sharp cheese, right? There's certain kinds of cheeses I wouldn't actually have, you know, maybe know too much about it, but um, I went to visit uh, France. And before I went, I read a book about where I'm gonna go. So I read, one of the books that I read was a book about history of France through food. They're very big into food. They're very mamish into their food. So I figured a history book about food would be, you know, would be interesting. And the you know that there are hundreds of types of cheeses and they're all like protected in France. Like, I don't know about in America if you can copy, I'm not sure, but in France, like, you know, a certain region of France produces a certain kind of cheese. Nowhere else in France can they produce that kind of cheese. Like bourbon, is that, is that right? Is that the law? Yeah. Scotch in
0: Scotland.
1: Scotch certainly in Scotland is protected. I don't know about it. In America you can't produce scotch. Can't be called scotch. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's the same kind of idea. Mama's like, unbelievable amount of the cheese. Some of these cheeses are very powerful. Already, already not from Fassal, but already from the Rishanim, where the, the Rosh, and cetera. We know about having a certain kind of cheese, which is very, considered very pungent, very acidic, very powerful. I don't know exactly what the right term is. That kind of a cheese was already deemed strong enough that you had to wait for. It. Nowhere in this Gemara will you find that. Right, when this Gemara we found what? that how much you have to weigh between meat and milk is this thing, but like, how much you have to weigh between milk and then meat is zero. Right? And that's presumably because as a matter of history, they probably didn't have the same kind of cheese. They, they figured how you know, to perfect in, in France. Because right? I'm not 100% clear on this, but I think that a lot of cheeses, right, takes a lot of time like to ferment. It's like it becomes, like, it's a whole process, age and stuff like that, right? All right. The Gemara then continues, and the Gemara says like this: Regarding this matter, I am vinegar, the <Hebrew> son of wine. My dad, when he ate meat today, he wouldn't eat milk till tomorrow, and until the same time. So if he ate meat today at 12 o'clock, he wouldn't eat milk until tomorrow at 12 o'clock. He waited for a whole day, 24 hours. Um, but I, I don't eat milk until the next meal. But after the next meal, I eat milk. This, remember, um, is the source of all of the Ashkenazi minhagim in terms of it. In other words, the Sardic minhagim. We already explained how you get to the six hours. That's from the Paz, the did the mention where do Ashkenazi minute come from to wait? And remember the Ashkenazi minute can be divided into those that do six hours, fifth hour, three hours, right, for the Yankees, an hour for the Dutch. Where do all these Mahagab come from? They're all on the basis of this story. And Ma'ukva said, I know I am vinegar, the son of wine, next to my dad. My dad would wait after he ate meat the whole day, 24 hours before he ate milk. But I I wait only Till the next meal. When the next meal comes, I'm no problem eating it. So the Gemara says, uh, oh, so let's we'll do Taisus here for a second. It's a famous taisis. the famous Taisus. The Taisus says, khina what does it mean that for the next meal I eat the milk? It says Taisus, You might have thought when you read this Gemara, that when do you eat a meal? When's the normal time you eat a meal? You eat a meal for breakfast fine. What's the next meal you're eating? Lunch, the next meal dinner. In fact, on those days, maybe they eat two meals. One of means next meal. So maybe it is inherent in this a waiting period. If he's saying, I don't wait till tomorrow, like my like my father, I wait till the next meal. But the next meal could be in uh, three hours or four hours, when, whenever the normal time is that you have. That you have, you know, an, a, another meal. You don't have another meal like within uh, within an, uh, ten minutes. You, it's not like uh, you know immediately after you have one, meal, then you have another. You have one meal and then you wait a, a period of time. Whatever that period of time is, then
0: you have the next meal,
1: right? So it could be if you if you understand this way, then maybe what the Gemara is saying uh, says Teisves that that you are waiting. Ma'ukveh is waiting some period. He's not waiting like his father, but he is waiting. He's waiting until the next meal, to the proper time for the next meal. That's what Tess says. You could have thought if you learned the Gemara this way. But says says, no, that's not right. I feel la alter, but rather it means even if you are a weird kind of guy, you had a meal, and then you decide, you know what, I want another meal right now. Even in that situation, my Uqva, in theory, could eat milk at the next meal, even if the next meal took place five minutes later. Right, And see like I showed so long as you clear off the table and put up a new tablecloth, make it like another meal, that's considered a new meal. you're allowed to eat the next, the next bit of uh, you know, the, the meat, and then clear off the table and eat the milk. Why? Deloitte plug rabbanah. right? Because the rabbis didn't make a, a distinction. So so long, says so it Tasis, it's two conditions. You can eat immediately milk. You have meat. You clear off the table, you bench, you set another table, even if it takes place immediately after each other, no problem. So if you want to make kind of you really want to like make your family bonkers, make your wife think that you've totally gone off the deep end, right? what you would do this year was instead of having milk and then meat at the same meal, you would have meat and milk. right? And the way you would do it is you would have your meat, have a nice big steak, and then clear off the table, bench, make hamaitzi, and now eat lasagna. And we're like, what is that on this? So this is the pure shita taitesis that doesn't actually translate into practical In other words, even the Ashkenazim can't abide by this ruling of taitesis, and so therefore end up going much closer to the Rambam. But you have an hour, three hours, five hours, six hours. How is that? i think it's in part if you look without getting into the development that's actually a favorite time. of not getting into all of that right now i think it's in part a boss or a how could it possibly be that i just had a steak all right we're not saying it on a rise love, just to be clear I mean, the terrorist says the terrorist says in three places right without getting into the whole what it means the shot matter now or i understood or Right? Achila and Achilis are anah, Three different in relations to milk and meat. No one's saying that if you eat milk and meat together at the same time that you're being over on Bisho, that you're being over on Achila, or that you're being over on hana That's for sure not. Right? Milk and meat that weren't cooked together, you want to have them and eat them? That's not a problem on a Daraisa level. Clear? So what we're talking about here is not a situation with the Rice, what we're talking about here is not a situation with the Rabana. At this stage of the development of, uh, 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 of, of the Gemara, this understanding of what the Halakha was in the times of Tesis, there was not a clear separation between milk and milk for six hours or one hour or three hours, any of that. You were able to immediately eat milk after you ate meat so long as you cleared off your table. What happened? I think people couldn't abide by the idea of a and adenimashineh. Now it was according to the Ramam. The Ramam was saying, oh, it's partially you have to wait. And the is still asking you about a basur adenimashineh. It means that there was a period of time they had to wait. And you see people wait at any time of time. His father waited a whole day. So, Taisa says, is very nice. But the Ashkenazi ethos, the, the deep-seated fidelity, so the Raton Hashem is like, okay, I can't not eat milk right after I had a steak. So even though Tasis is giving you, in theory, a head there, was not accepted. And the meaning of Ashram has always been to wait some amount of time. Yes, less on the Rama, but definitely to wait some amount of time. All right. So now we get to really the reason. Like Marv, this was the connection. To the story. The, to do, to then one hour. That's a good thing, but sort of I'm saying, even is it's not face. Right. it's, it's so right. one behind No, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm saying that it's the kind of thing. It's like, I'm do one quick tangent. The like, Gemara says in Numon, that by Torah, for right, The the, 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 the Halafa is, the like, kind Gondol on Yom Kippur, right? you've got to take out the lots to figure out what the Sarah sham. wants the Sarah now? What's the ideal way to, so the, the, the girl for Hashem should come out of which hand? Ideally, it should come out in his right hand. Right? Why does it come down his left hand? That's not a problem. The pure halakha is really not a problem. But people will be, you know, not so happy if it comes down the left hand. So the suggestion, maybe just put it in the right hand or pretend or this, that. And from there, the halakha develops without getting into now all that shall show us that ain't My barabmi, do teach people public halakha that is going to be difficult for them to understand, difficult for them to accept. Sometimes when you have certain things that come out, you're like what? Like, how is it possible somebody can say that? And you talk to the person privately and say well, what are you doing? Like why did you say such a thing? How can you say it? They say look, people will be so shocked if you tell them what the
0: real halakha is, better not to say it. That has its
1: own problem. But the situation of what well, we were just saying, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that in theory was, at least according to one that it was possible to eat in to such a manner, I think was just uh, in the, the insides of a person just said can't be. You can't, eat. You can't eat. All right, so we end up in the next Gemara, which also has the halabacham, we'll touch on another one of these um, vinegar, the son of wine. So Shmuel says, I'm vinegar, the son of one. Why? Because my father, because the the my father go out and check on his properties, go check on to manage his estate twice a day. But uh, I I'm only going out to check my fields, I'm only going out to check my business once a day. So we see here why am I bringing down this tomorrow? Because Shmuel was sire near He went on checked his investment, checked his business once a day. I remember I met a gentleman, not very well now, a bad old but in his day, and his head, he was a powerful guy and uh, smart, successful person. I met him at that time.
0: And um, I remember asking him,
1: he was a learned person. Learned intelligence for many years, very learned guy, and said, to him, Very, very successful gentleman. I'm like, What do you do?
0: What do you do? He gives a doc, yeah. What do you do after the doctor?
1: I manage my investments. What do you do after that? And I go, Oh, and this guy, yeah, yeah, i think he had his day how he did. I remember thinking, I said, How long do you manage your investment? I don't know. I look at my things, that what people are. It doesn't mean say nifts. it doesn't mean he took out, Shmuel didn't spend his whole day working. The working was already being done. Right? There's a difference between your, your capital working for you and you working. Say or mean he went out twice a day to manage what he has to manage, but he has workers doing the job, right? Shmuel was spending the rest of his day learning. He was also being an extrammer, he was also a doctor. He had a lot of things going on, Shmuel. He was a very busy person. But every day he went out to manage investments for at least one time a day. But his dad did it twice then. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: uh, so you, you took the you took the thing out right out of my mouth. So yeah, I agree. That's exactly what we're seeing, right? What we're seeing here is that he's saying that he's called now, right? He's the vinegar, the son of the one, meaning the, the ideal will be to be signed twice a day, but he can for whatever the reason. He doesn't have the ability to spend the time to go twice a day to go get an investment. You can only do one a day, one time a day. (laughs) No, no, you didn't know that Shmo (laughs) work. Oh so so I um I don't know that I mentioned this uh, to any of you. So Shabbos Day, I said. If you look at the Shukhanah, Shukhanah says, and after that, there's one little, two little halakas, And then you get that so many halakas, two tiny halakas. One halakha is, after the basic methods, you go to the basic menace, and you learn. He does give you the ability to go and have breakfast first, and then you go to the basic And that's where you are. And then after that, is where. You um go to work that's the next halaq. Why could any Torah that doesn't have Imam Alakha say for the tail? And those are the two little halaf, they get big one, you know, now uh that's diamond, all of that. So on those two little things, it's like really the the whole day of a person, right? Everything, right? So but only get the tiny little treatment. Um, but in there, I'm all right. That when a person, a person should go learn. mom writes very beautifully. Like even if you're ignorant, you should go to basic manners just to get the If you if you make your culture the Torah, then you'll be prevented from doing a aver. The idea was to make your Torah your culture, your veltan shaman. Your essence is, is Torah. Okay. The fact that you don't know how to read anything, learn it's not a problem. But you still become a changed person. Is, whatever person can do, whatever they know a little bit, that's what they should do. If you know about the olden days, they didn't have, like everyone thinks oh, going in Europe, they all knew Shantz about that. There were many people who knew shots for sure. But by and large, certainly after the First World War, most people were not even religious. But what they had was Heber Shantz, Heber Mishnayin, Heber Tehillim, had, they had little groups of people that did their thing. Whatever they knew, that's what they did. It's not a, it's not a, like a, people think oh, I can't do that film or I can't do this, I can't do, you know, major learning like the way I did it in Yeshiva. I'm not learning about polytroughs, like, you know, once a day, then my parents are doing really that, not a it's like missing, missing the boat. It's 100%, the opposite, that you have to take what it is that you can do within the time that you have available. And again, it means normative, right? Normative means that you have to support your family. If your family expects to eat, that's called normative. If they don't expect to eat, you'll have a special family. But most families expect to eat, expect to go to school or to camp. That's called normative. You have to support them in order to be able to meet those normative expectations. If you move to a community where they absolutely issue camp, they want them on day and night, all day, all year, and they don't want any clothing at all, Fantastic. That's normative for that community. But in this community and other communities, the normative is, is vacation, many vacations. Uh, each place is going to be a different normative. That's why you have to pick the community smartly. But you can't expect to go to a community where the normative is to be uh, very, very much in the material world. And then expect that you're going to raise the spiritual Malacca. Like you can't expect your family to challenge you like that. They expect to be whatever everybody else is. So, assuming you're providing in that normative way, that doesn't excuse you. For yourself. And that, that will be dependent on what that person's ability is. What the is writing is that in effect, you shouldn't be in a place where you become disheartened in terms of your learning based upon what you want to In other words, if, if you want to that kind of person that can buy for an ounce all day, right? You can to make sure, you know, that was your, like you could hold it in all of the yeshiva modalities of learning. And today you can not so you feel like i can't even learn it's not worth anything if i can't do that it's not worth it. whether or not it was worth it or not that's a different question but assuming that that was the way you learned say you feel like you're not into any sugar so deep enough to get it then it would be something that for that person would be a challenge to realize to reframe that actually you know what learning just the doc, learning just you know uh or whatever it may be that's also very very hard reframing Key for somebody who wants to learn at a really high level to be able to continue in the working world to continue to learn and be happy. All right. And and said, you get to the place in life, we have the next challenge. Right? The next challenge is at the end of a life, right? hopefully earlier in life than the end. All right. What happens if a person, and right, that halakha there is a massive, massive buganavram. I talked about this bug in our form on Friday night a couple of months ago. Right, because the Magen Avraham they talked about all the mitzvot on the chaveri, and the question is why didn't the Shacharav do it? not talk about that? I spoke about it in harsh Achim's because over there the the, 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 the Shukram, they're talking about leisika leitziper chiyat right um, all these things the Shacharav's not saying anything. Why not? I don't want to get into all that topic, but the Magen Avraham makes up for it long while going where he brings down all of these myths. In the context of that, he ends up talking about Talmud and he says that a person who has a lot, person who's materially very well off, such a person no longer has a need to work. So this halacha, the bishop, right after you finish learning, notice, you go to work, doesn't apply. He should just learn all day. He has a chiyot, he, he has to live like a trimmer Right? So over there, um, the question becomes: What is that? What is that moment? Right? What, what is that time when something happens? they have enough, uh, now that can, the being right? I just point out that we spoke about months ago and there's a mission of it. The mission of it is that Shmaya and a time. Um, said the following: Shmaya said that. You should love work. Now, there the Barthanua writes that what does it mean We should love work? The Barthanua writes that even somebody who has a lot should still work. Why should he work? If you don't work, you're going to come to Batala and you waste time, you waste your life. So that means to say, not that there's no plug in the Barthanua as long as I run. In other words, really, if you have a lot, and again, what's the question of a lot is debatable, but the way I've heard it, what it means is in effect, if you reach a place, material in your life, that you stop working today, that you would be able, just by being stagnant, if they, you know, like all the time, just manage your investment, your family will be able to be supported as they consider normative, then you should stop. You. And, for the rest, and for the rest of your life, you can survive normatively, then why are you working still? Manage your investments, why do you have to put in the time? keep on end. there's no mitzvah to be wealthy the mitzvah is to support your family mitzvah is to be able to eat take care of your life to enhance your time here the most enhancing time that you're here is to be able to learn
0: uh,
1: so 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 that's the question right at the level of our shears, so, right you hear the question it's, it's an we said was a very wealthy person, and so we don't say about that he had a thora, you know, that he had a elephant, you know, by your, by Not that he had a thousand cities, but he was a wealthy person, and we proved that it had to be that he inherited wealth, right? In other words, the cash only comes about from the proof. If we took it at the Gemara's word that he was just rich, Gemara never connects the two together, right? The Gemara says he was a rich guy, that's why he was able to be the nasty. And another place, we find out that he was misruin and he was a, a merchant. We're putting together with the other Gamar that he becomes a Nazi at eighteen then one second, he became a Nasir at such a young age. He was already very very wealthy. When exactly was remember this is the time you know, when Kufan happened, like When did he become so rich? Became rich as a thirteen year old. How you talking that it's so no, not normal that he became so wealthy on his own at such a young age? I Means they didn't know about the crypto kids, whatever. Maybe it's possible, but most likely he inherited. If he inherited, unless he worked. So on this, so, so again, we don't know the degree of wealth. That we never found out. We know he was very wealthy. The tells us that he was doing ma'aseh behemah, right on a uh, you know, hundred twenty thousand animals. He was doing ten percent, right? He had uh, twelve thousand uh, of the cows.
0: Okay. Oh, hold on.
1: But just on this point. So if you take that tomorrow, so then he's like, okay, it's a good time. Did that mean that he was doing it today? In other words, we can make that Agamaran Chavez that he was have all this tremendous That was later in his life. It doesn't have to be that that was necessary right
0: now.
1: It's not a question, it's not a question of total stoppage per se, I'm uh, saying, there's still a sire nifty There's still a managing your investment. Obviously things go haywire. No, no, but just, uh, just to be clear, if you don't manage the investment, it can all go bad, right? right? It can all go bad. So you can hire people, whatever. The idea of still managing your investment—that seems clear all through our life, The right? time we're talking about, is working. Is the, the working capital your time? That's what we're saying. Is at some point, like, you stop. That, that
0: yeah. if, if you manage.
1: But the kind of that really well, that's all the old examples we're giving is that how many people were quite wealthy and they still felt the need either to work or to that's manage because so kind of, they didn't remember their kind of wealth was not the kind of uh, we're not talking about the Elon Musk, right? In other words, when we're giving a good one, a guy to LF LSUNIS by YAM, LF ARS by we're talking about he was so incredibly wealthy. Do you think he literally had a thousand ships? A thousand cities. Remember, their idea of a city was what we would call today, like you know, not even the yeah. cl- Black Crest Hill. But their idea of a, of a city was tiny. They didn't have they-
0: mm-hmm. it.
1: I, I read somewhere. I read somewhere mm-hmm. that Creswick, like you know, the where my family, like, you know, the Oberland, like, our, our main are you know, sort of version of uh, of what Lake would be today. To you know, look back to America, so Oberland is you know, Bratislava, Creswick, you know, back in the day. According to the guy, while well, I was reading the tuba from I don't know if it's true. He says that, that in Presburg, at the height of the fame of the Khazam like the greatest moments of the, like, of, of Eberlando Jury, less than 500 families. That, that's not even like, wow, how many of them say Clifton? 1,500, 2,000? We're talking about, we're talking about like a much smaller situation. Everything is much smaller. That's why it, it blows the mind. I don't want to get up on a tangent, but what really blows the mind. The historians say that in Rashi's town, right, I don't know how to pronounce it, Troy's or whatever you pronounce it, how many Jews live there? It's about like a hundred Jews, right, among a little population of a like thousand people. It's about a tiny little hamlet. Somehow they produced a Rashi, or a Rashi, a just it blows the mind. Little, tiny, little, tiny town producing such monumental geniuses that affect the world forevermore. Close the mind, right? You only would think you need to have a set of thousands of thousands of people in order to to get one. But you have much smaller, much more concentrated, and yet you still manage to produce unbelievable. Yeah. I'm saying, so when we talk about the wealth, I think we have to bring it like the more saying, I'm saying when the more saying the mice of the of 120,000 animals, it doesn't mean literally, like again, I don't really have to take that gemara literally either. It's trying to give you a good one, what kind of he was a wealthy person, very well. All right, we really haven't covered enough. Let's, let's quickly finish on this more says, so We did shmuel, right? And shmuel's working now. We have your. Abaya, Abaya used to check out his. He used to check out his business every day. One day he found his worker. And he's carrying a load of sticks, like twigs or whatever, branches on his back. So I'm like, where are you going? In other words, he knew that the way he's going, direction, whatever he's carrying, he's stealing. Of. So he says, where are you going? He says, I was going to bring you all this stuff. This is merchandise. He's obviously going the wrong direction. So Abay says to him, I'm really like, "The rabbis already got you, um, you know, beforehand." What do you mean? He meant, says Rashi, that they said that you have to check out your assets every day. I'm managing my assets. I'm coming here to check every day, and I caught you, right? I caught you. You're robbing me. So this is a, a proof that the rabbis, you know, that is what they meant. That you always have to check your assets. If you don't check your assets, it's going to be run to the ground. Right? The wealth wasn't so solid and it wasn't so strong that if you didn't manage your assets it would still be there, it would disappear. So we see from here to right, uh, a proof right for who worked, a baya now and we have shmua. Next gumar of asti have a shy nifte Rav I used to check his assets every day like a bayo. So omar heikin ninukohani is the my shmu because the shmu'a said that somebody signed everyone who checks uh, their their assets every day. It's going, to find, uh, it's going to find, you know, a coin. is going to find something that's of value. So Ravashi's checking his field every day. He's like, where's my, where's my value? I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. But I'm not finding the great value that Shemuel told me about. So Yomachad, Chazet, the Dabad, Kabar. He found a pipe that was, I guess, irrigating his lawn, and it was broken. So what happened you have a broken pipe? It's just uh, coming out the whole time, the water. Anybody ever read any of the books about the uh, Hollands? And Holland, they say the genius of Holland is low country, right? It's under it's under the the sea line. So in Holland, they reclaimed the land from the water, right? They built these series of dikes, right? These basically like kind of walls, retaining walls, like to hold out the water. And in Holland, the biggest fear is one of these things breaks. One of these things breaks, the water's going to come. Bursting into the famous story, right? Is the boy who kept his hand like in the hole in the dike, you know, for hours to the townspeople that came. To read a, a fairy tale, but it's like that, this is how Holland, you know, managed to, you know, to, to explain to the kids the importance of the system that they built already hundreds of years ago, right? In order to reclaim the land from the water. So the the Ravasi, he has a broken pipe. So what did he do? The shachvil glime karchi assem he took his jacket and he put it into the pipe to stuff up the pipe and uh rahma he started screaming come help me out right because obviously at some point the pipe will break more and forget it so as the people came and, and they helped to fix up the pipe oh. Now I found all the ister. I found all the money that Shmuel was talking about. They should check in Ist and we be call because if I hadn't done it, my field would have been flooded. Now I understand what he meant. Right? I finally found it. So I want to, before we stop, I want to I want to do another to give you a hint about the schedule of a Bible. We'll probably come back to Abaya and and a few other Gemara. but um, this is a Gemara in GitHub, an amazing Gemara. The Gemara says like this. So Rafsimi Barashi, also a comment about Ba'ar. Rafsimi Barashi comes to Abaya. Omar Ley, look from Mar B'idna. He says, I want to set up a Chabusa shop with you. I want to learn. I want to learn with you. Right? So, what does Abaya say back then? Omar Ley, islee in the Lizzi B. I learned myself. I don't have time to learn with you. I'm a busy guy. I'm sorry. Right? So, he says, look from Mar B'idna. So Shim says back to him, okay, so let's go in at night together. Remember, Abaya, we know what he's doing, right? Abaya, what is what he's doing by day. Right? We know he's working at some point in the day. Now we're finding out about his schedule. We have to connect these marsh together. Tomorrow tomorrow he so Abaya is telling you that what is he doing? He and no time alone with you. He's too busy. He has his own, his own Seder. So he says, Well, Mar Balayla. So why do we go in at night? Oh my. It's been Maya I have to go water my field at night. In other words, when learning now, more context for what Abai said before. Abai says he's checking out his assets all the time. He has to go every day to check his assets. He has to water his fields too. Once he's doing that, he's doing that at night. So, so he says, I don't have time for anything because that's why I'm busy. He says, I, I, You know what? Let me handle the watering. I'll take care of the watering by day, and and we'll learn together at night. What the boy going to do by day? He's going to learn himself. But he has his own his own learning. He's not giving. He has his own. No, can ask you but people always have chayvus. You have your chayvus to pay. Not chayvus that you have a debt to pay to a person. You have a to pay the world, but You have to make sure that you learn your whatever your you know the 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 they have a but other they have the called the there's a little bit of chumash, gemara, mishnah every day that they would do. It. Well, the hike? wasn't it the after you're calling. It? Yeah, that it's a law. That's what you have to do. It's your, part of your is You have to do it every day. You have to daven. You have to learn. You pick out a bit of learning that works for you every day, and that's what you do. So, so he says. He says um, that Rabbi uh, He says, well, "You know, what I'm going to learn with you at at night. I'll water your crafts by day. You learn, you know, your normal thing by day, and, that's it. and we're going to be good." So says, okay, I'm already It's like, let's do it. So, so Abay lived in in the middle. by, by The river went down like this. Abayah lives in the middle. So you have people at the upper part of the river and the lower part of the river. And there's always a colleagues in the upper and the lower part of the river, who gets the water first, right? If you know about what's going on in Egypt and Ethiopia, right, about the Nile River, the Egypt, it depends on the Nile River for having any any agriculture at all. I mean they don't even have enough they have to learn Ukraine or Russia for all their needs because they where they farm is not even enough from the from the Nile. But Ethiopia is the source of the Nile, all right? The Nile flows opposite of normal rivers. Most rivers are going north and south the Nile is going south and north. So the blue the Nile, the white Nile, that all feeds into the regular Nile. And Ethiopia dammed it up. It made a huge 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 lake. And and that is where Ethiopia is infuriating Egypt. Egypt is threatening war against Ethiopia now for a while, but they don't have the ability to wage war against. Them, so something's happening. But it's all because of the Nile River and, and, and the Nile River being dammed up, and not being allowed to flow to them because they have to fill up with massive reservoirs, like enormous, which is going to provide massive energy and all. So the machlekas when when you have a river between Rab and Shmuel, who drinks first? which gets irrigated first. So the top of the river, the people at the upper land, or the lower land, who gets the river, the water from the river? So, 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 he went to the upper part of the river people, and he went to the upper people and said, listen, the halakha is like, the lower people drink first. And then, <laughs> then Osvaltadavoloylovshasimayvish. Well, you know he went to the bottom people, said, oh, like, sure, You have to let the bottom people you have to let the top people drink first. So he basically caused the war, right? The upper people, the lower people, everybody's fighting. So who gets the water first? And, bahahi, Sokha, so Barashi, while they were battling it out in court of really who drinks first on the river, he went and stopped up the river and gave the water to Havai's field. So that Abayus got all the water first. And um so then he finishes. Uh So uh, he comes to by he's very proud of himself. Because I, I figured out your water system, we're ready to learn, so good to go. So I'm to by my like you 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 made a crazy situation. You, you caused the war. You said you passed like Rob and like the lower and the upper, like you 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 how, how can they you know like the thing in Yiddish, you can't pass that binary, the in the past and you can't dance two weddings at the same time. You got to be at one wedding or the other wedding. You're gonna offend somebody. Sometimes it's binary. You have a wedding in Brooklyn, you have a wedding in, you know, uh, in Queens, and they're at exactly the same time. It's a youth traffic jam. You have a choice. You're only one wedding you're gonna make. You can't make two. So that's it. You now cause the war. You can't pass like both Rob and Shmuel. You have everybody fighting. So says the Gemara. I wouldn't eat the food from his field during that year because that what he did was inappropriate. But what do we see from here? We see here.
0: Ah,
1: oh, oh, yeah,
0: that's a good question. Right, but we don't know at the end of the story. If they were good now we don't know if. you